the bill tomorrow. Good morning, everyone, and a Merry Christmas to all of you. We're so happy to be back again this morning here at the Tabernacle to be with this lovely little group. Brother Grimm and I were just discussing in there uh, matter. He said, Brother Bill, you got anything on your heart this morning? I said, just cry. Say, man, that's all. We always have that. And so that's in common to us, that we have him. Got in late yesterday from Dallas where we had a, one of the most glorious meetings. And the thing we've been praying for now is fixing to happen. It's already in session right now. That is for a nationwide revival. All the ministers yesterday, the, or the last few days that's had any size and caliber minister or services, we met together at, at Dallas for this uh, uh, convention. And there were some 15, 18 ministers there that it has the ministry that carries up anywhere between three and 15,000, maybe 20,000 people. Raymond T. Ritchie, for instance, and Bosworth, and, and Old Roberts, and Jackson, and all those fellows there. Brother Jackson, the other night in this meeting, had 500 receive the Holy Ghost at one time. So uh, that's um, just wonderful. And we all met together yesterday, uh, the other day, on a working agreement for the year that we believe that God is here to do a work and a stirring the world has never seen before. I believe, friends, that we're we're just entering something wonderful. And these ministers who will probably have every night this next summer, if the Lord permits us, every night will be at least for anywhere from to be fifteen or sixteen, maybe more than that, big tent set that holds up to eight and ten thousand people around the United States at the same time. Oh, we just gotta have revival now. It's already in session. Hundreds and hundreds are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming into the kingdom of God now. It's not something that we even look forward for a little later on, but it, it's, it's already now. God's doing it right now. Yes, sir. I, yes, Brother Green. That's the thing that I always... Good, you know, Brother Green and I work together so well. He's so tall and I'm so short, so... I, <laughs> he picks the low fruit and I get all the high fruit. <laughs> Sometimes I have to ask him to shake some down. <laughs> I still haven't figured that out. Uh, the fire. We want it on the altar, don't we? <laughs> Amen. Well, you, the other night where we were sitting thousands deep in there and all of them clapping their hands and praising God. We just had such a glorious time. We had fire out on the altar then. And we're very happy to announce this uh, coming summer for the revival. And I'm, I'll be with the church here with Brother Grimm and you all for the next eight or ten days, I guess, as far as I know, and want to be in every service that possibly can. Then um, we leave from there to the Houston, Texas, at the Coliseum. We've got a nice big building there that seats 17,000 people, and we're just expecting a great time. Tried to have a, all of us have a prayer line down there, but we just couldn't do it. One minister at one place and one another at the prayer line, but it just wouldn't work that way. Just, Brother Jaggers had to go ahead and say another thing I want to announce. Brother Jagger stood and took the stand like we did at Calgary. He, the Missionary Baptists and the Free Will Baptists, and all, you know, Texas is full of Baptists, they stood for him, but the Fundamental Baptists rose up against the, the program. And all how they wrote him up in the paper and everything, well, he, they wrote him Bible questions, so he answered back, and they got a, if they had no proof, then some bunch of political stand why they wouldn't put it in the paper. So Brother Jaggers, we called a meeting there, 
and 75 cooperating ministers of the city came in together. We took a photostatic copy of it and says, this freedom of speech? Is this freedom of press? Like that, and sent it out. And the paper lost 10,000 subscribers the next morning. And they come crying on their knees that we were published in the paper just freely. You don't have to pay us a penny. Oh, brother, listen, you church. One time we lived down by the railroad track. We don't no more. We live on Hallelujah Avenue now. Yes, sir. We rank into the millions. We used to be as only a few hundred of us, but we go into the millions, millions now. And united together with the most powerful church in numbers there is in the United States. That's right. All right. I guess in the world. Last year alone, we had a million five hundred thousand conversions. Think of that. A million five hundred thousand conversions in the full gospel people. That is with the general orders. Right here. Oh, we're coming up now. And these little papers and things have been... They wouldn't talk about the Catholic people. They were afraid of it. See, they were afraid to do it. But we're numbering right on up there now. We got our rights. Let's claim our God-given rights. So we're going forward this year with God to be our help and our shield and cause us try our best to have a revival. <clears throat> now, I... Oh, up here. You all have to tell me when to stop. <laughs> up there. Right up there. All right. I can walk out this way and look back. And, um, so good. How many feels good for Christmas? Say amen. Oh, my, my. This is a time of rejoicing. The time of when all of us can come together and worship Christ. And I, I don't, haven't got a message, not a thing. I just opened up the Bible here when he was talking there. I turned over here. I said, where's the birth of Christ? Really everybody's talking about that now. So, I'll just have to read a little while and then find something and just keep staggering along until the Spirit of the Lord <laughs> picks up something. Now, to start, let's begin at Luke, the first chapter of Luke. That's the beginning of the, the birth of Christ. And we'll uh, read some in here and just teach some on the Word if we can. We don't know what the Lord will do for us, but we just trust that He'll give us a great blessing. They heard your broadcast. It was fine. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Preach the Word. Just tell him, Brother Graham, in there, if there ever was a time that Christians need one another, it's right now. Right now. Whatever you do, lay aside everything, because I believe by the grace of God. I'll just talk on that a little bit in a few minutes. That how we, we need each other right now. The grace, I believe that we're facing. Are you listening to me? All right. We're facing now looking at a great this drama that's ever been set in all human history working out here before us. The great field of the world here and a drama that God is going to act out right now. That's it's startling to look around over the world and see how the thing is moving together. Oh, it's something fixing to happen, friend. This is what we've talked about and said about it right now here. It's already starting everywhere, breaking out. There's a great picture. I like the picture to you this morning. I see a lamb out in the field to feed. The little fellow becomes nervous. He just, he wonders. Look over the reeds right behind him. I see a line slipping up really easy. Packing his tail on the ground, getting his feet ready for a spring. That's the church out there in the field. The darkness of communism is pushing all over the world, closing in like a great a shadow. And this is the law of contrast. 
Take like before day. It's always the darkness before day because the days of breaking pushing the darkness. It's the law of contrast, you see, makes it the darkness before the day breaks. And we're in that same thing now. It's just the darkest before day. The great shadows of darkness is pushing in to fulfill the man of sin. Did you notice this very Christmas time? All the communist countries are, instead of sending out the Christ in the manger, they sent out little books of Stalin, putting Stalin's picture on it. The man who opposes himself above all, it's called God, and so forth. Getting a great part of the world into his clutches. And another thing then, and all these, that's to fulfill the scripture. And then again, I want you to notice another thing, one of the fulfilling. These people who are formal, and these formal churches, is rising up against the moon. And the Bible says they'd have a form of godliness, but would deny the power thereof from such turn away. And they're taking their stand. Communism is taking its stand. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is taking its stand. Yes, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then I'll raise up a standard against it. That's right. And the church has taken her stand. I mean the Holy Ghost Church. Now that's all I'm interested in, friends. And I'm here. Out there I'm free for the stick, but in here I'm interested in one thing, and that's God's born-again church. That's right. That's what I'm interested in anyhow. I'm not interested in bylaws and deacons and so forth like that, or orders of churches. I'm interested in the baptism of the Holy Ghost upon the church for this day that we're living in. Amen. That's the fundamental part, and that's what we're looking for. Just a word of prayer now. Heavenly Father, move down this morning into our midst. Grant it, Lord, and may the Spirit of God uh, take over the service. Bless uh, the work here, Lord. Bless our brother, uh, Brother Graham. God, give him words of wisdom. Tonight at the radio broadcast, may he be able to, to shake the people with by preaching the word. Grant it, Lord. May sinners weep, kneel down in the room, and give their hearts to Christ. If there be any unbelievers here this morning, or any that have not accepted Christ, may they come also. And now, start a revival in the hearts of the people this morning, Lord. May this be a renewing time, a time when the Spirit will be renewed. No, Father, we pray it this way. Come get us by the hand, each one of us. Walk us down this lane here. Show to us this great picture that's set in order here. Revealing your secrets to the saints' hearts this morning. That we might see what's out here just before. And as we walk down then, Lord, in the armor of God, may we go as gallant soldiers. To face the enemy. But how can we face him unless we know his technique? And help us this morning to understand and show us the, his foreground there so we'll know where to meet him. For we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. That's the second chapter. Let's read this. And it came to pass that in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus to all the world that they should be taxed. And this taxing was first made at uh, by the governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph went also up from Galilee unto the city of Nazareth, and to Judah, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days of her accomplishment that she should be delivered. 
And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling's clothes, and laid him in the manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. Now, just as a background, till we get up to the part of it that I would use this morning, and all of you just let yourself be in the Spirit of the Lord. We're today all over the world is being celebrated uh, the birth of Jesus, which now is just traditional. Jesus was not born on December the 5th or nothing like that, or December the 25th. We know that's impossible. The hills of Judea was full of snow at that time. So how could it be that Jesus commonly by astronomers and so forth and by all it was born in first, around 1st of April. So when it was springtime. But this is a day which is all right. Just set aside to worship uh, uh, in memorial of his uh, coming to the world. One of the greatest gifts that God ever gave to the world was Jesus Christ. That we know that. And now I want to speak this morning upon his deity, who he is. So many has a little baby laying out there in a cradle and so forth. But that, that was just one of the pictures, just one of the setting forth of the drama to bring it up to what he really is, his deity. And he said in the scriptures of his coming, he has been spoke of since the days of, of John, plumb back even into Genesis, it was prophesied that the woman's seed would bruise the serpent's head, promising this crowd, a child, Christ Jesus. And he's been that all the prophets, most every prophet that was ever uh, wrote in the Bible spoke of his first and second advent when he has come to the world. Jesus comes three times. He came the first time to redeem his church. He comes the second time to receive his church. He comes the third time with his church. Everything in the Bible travels in trinities, threes, but all in one Christ. He can remember the first time to re redeem his church, the second time to receive his church, the third time with his church as king and queen. Now, but on his first coming, we'll speak of just a little bit, and then on his being here, and then on his second coming, on his, and then on the third time, if the Lord willing. Now, in these days, there was a great persecution against the church. Uh, Caesar Augusta had made a great plan that he attacks all the people, and that was only done for one purpose, that God's great prophecy would be fulfilled. Only thing you have to do when you see something in the Bible that sounds just a little mystic and a little superstitious to you, just give God a little bit of time. God's in no hurry. We're the one gets in a hurry. Just give God just a little bit of time, and you'll see the old prophetic wheels, cogs run right up into the picture. It'll develop. Just like a bringing up of a picture. Like someone was speaking the other day, said, God, what was he? One of his back under millions and millions of years ago when he was no, just like this space here. And then he gathered up into the Logos. And then he came from the Logos down into Christ. See, it's just God coming down like this to the earth, then going right back into God again. Don't you see what I mean? Just revolving, coming down from space, from uh, eternity. Rolling together, coming down into the Logos, the Logos down into man. Then returning right back again for one purpose, to redeem that man that had fallen. 
Now that's what he came for, to be a redeemer. And before God could be a redeemer, he had to be, according to the law, a kinsman redeemer. He had to be kinfolks to us. And God, in the beginning, made his first man. He made him out of spirit. And spirit is the invisible part of man that you don't see. Now, God made man in his own image. Are you listening to me? All right. God made man in his own image. And God is a spirit, says the Bible. And the first man that was made had the government over all the creation, just like the Holy Spirit has government over the church today. He led the creation. He led the animals. But there was no man to feel the sorrow, so God made man out of the dust of the earth. And that man, he might have given him a hands like a monkey. He might have given him feet like a bear. Whatever he did, he just stored it together and made a man. But this man, he put this immortal spirit that never dies into this man, and he become more than a brute. He became a man. Then this man here, that's what I think of atheists and some of them standing around arguing, but the hour has come when God shed forth his life. There's an hour here that when God's doing things, that's right. And so now when they argue, well, his feet look like a bear and his hands look like an a ape or a, a monkey or so forth, and they try to say his origin comes out. That has nothing to do with this is a body of flesh that he's just living in like a house. It's going back to the dusty earth, but the spirit is immortal. It comes from God. That's the image of God. God is the spirit. That man lost his origin in the Garden of Eden. His relationship, communion with God, was cut off there because of sin and unbelief. Unbelief in what? The Word of God. A picture was painted one time to Eve and told her how much brighter it would be if she'd just, just discard the Word of God. Look over here to reason. You can't. God, there's a difference between reason and God's Word. God's Word is true. Reason's false. You can't reason out nothing. That's right. Our mind's not, is not good enough or never will be to fathom God's eternal wisdom. And therefore, you can't reason it. you just got to believe it. And so then the picture was painted out back there to our first father and mother. And they fell, and that broke off relationship with God and was drove from the Garden of Eden. From that hour, God began to scream up and down the garden hunting for his, his lost child. And then the only way that God then could ever redeem him would have to be to make uh, to come down and redeem him himself, not in another, uh, not send somebody else. He couldn't send an angel. That wouldn't be right. But the only way God could redeem the man was come down himself and redeem him. If somebody sins here, and my, I was a judge of this of this group of people, and I had the jurisdiction over you all, and if I if someone sinned, and I said, now, uh, brother Grimm, I want you to pay the price. That wouldn't be just. If I said for my own boy to pay the price, that still wouldn't be just. The only way that I could be just is for me, myself, to take his place. And what I was one pass the judgment, and then if I want to redeem the man, I've got to take his place myself. Are you still listening at me? Now look, I want you to notice something. Then, when this, the only way that God himself could ever redeem this man was to come down and take his place. And that was a law that was given by Moses of redemption, that it had to be through a kinsman redeemer, a man first who was worthy, a man who was worth the price, a man then who would make a public testimony and redeem the lost estate of somebody that had fallen. And then God was worthy. He came down some 1900 years ago in the form of a baby born in a manger, 
overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, not born by sexual desire. He was God. God's blood was in him. The baby is always the blood of its father, never of its mother. We all know that. Without, I've taught that before here at times, and you know that the baby has not one speck of its mother's blood in it. Not a bit. No, nothing does. It's always the blood of the male. A hen can lay an egg, but if it isn't fertile, it'll never hatch. No matter how pretty the egg is and how well she warms it, it'll always be unfertile. It'll lay right there and rock. That's right. Unless the male bird is then with the female bird, and the germ of life comes from the male. Therefore, when Mary, knowing not a man, she was with the male God, the Almighty Jehovah, and he overshadowed her, and God is the creator that created a blood cell in the womb of Mary, knowing no man at all, and that brought forth the very creative blood of God to redeem us from our life coming in here, being born of sexual desire. And then that blood was drawn out of Emmanuel's veins on Calvary's cross, and today has the same saving, redeeming, holy power that it did the day the transfusion was made out of Calvary. You believe it? Amen. Amen. Now, that's right. We're redeemed by the blood of God. The Bible says we are bought by the blood and redeemed by God's own blood. How was it God's blood? God has no blood. How could it be? Because it was God's creative blood that He created in order to redeem us and came and lived in the same body that He created. Therefore, He could not... God had to suffer temptation. He couldn't suffer temptation. He had to suffer sexual temptation. He had to suffer uh, uh, all kinds of temptation. To be tempted by the devil and riches and powers and, and dominions and so forth. He had to suffer all of that. In order to do it, He couldn't be as God in spirit. He had to be God in flesh. Now I'm speaking this morning on the deity of Christ so that you'll know who he is that we're worshiping today. Not a baby in a manger or not Santa Claus, but we're worshiping Almighty God in the deity of his Son. And notice then that blood came down and was, and it was Christ Jesus. And God himself coming out of spirit went into Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Is that right? God himself, Jehovah, lived in Christ and was made a kinsman to us because he was born in human flesh like we are. Is that right? The blood cells were developed by God. And uh, the flesh cells were developed in the womb of Mary that brought forth the child. And God came down and lived in human flesh and was tempted in every manner just like we are. Do you believe that? All right. Wow. Then when he did that, he freely gave his blood. He didn't have to do it. He made that sacrifice. He could have went right on up into glory. He could have been transfigured like he was on Mount Transfiguration, went on into heaven and never died for us. But to be willing to die for us, he gave freely his blood at Calvary. That's right. And he picked out, he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And he made a public testimony in the book of Ruth. There's a very beautiful picture there. How that Boaz, type of Christ, how that Ruth went over a strange country as a backslide and went out of the land and brought back with her, I mean Naomi, and brought back Ruth. And when Ruth came back, she was a, 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 of a country of Moab, and when she came back, she was a Moabite. Absolutely a picture of the Gentile bride of the church. And 
When she went to leave Neoma, Neoma told her, said, kiss her and told her, go back to her people. She said, I will go with you to your people. Let your people be my people. And let your uh, dwellings be my dwellings. Let your God be my God. And nothing but death shall separate us. Where you die, I die. Where you're buried, I'll be buried. Now that's a picture of the Gentile church coming into Christ because we were once aliens away from God. Only the Jews was, was the ones to be saved. But we being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. And Christ got a Gentile bride. That's exactly right. Now, in order to redeem Boaz, to redeem the Omas lost the state, that was the backslid the state of Israel. Then Boaz, Boaz had to come out and when he did, a boy as rather, and when he came out, he had to kick off his shoe before the gates, uh, before the elders, to make a public testimony that he had redeemed that lost woman in her estate. And in doing that, then he bought back also, he got in there his bride, the woman he is looking for. He had to redeem the woman first in order to get the bride, don't you see? And that's the same thing Christ did. He made a public testimony at the gates of Jerusalem when he was beaten, smitten, afflicted, and was led up Calvary's Golgotha's heal and bathe the heal with his own blood as a public testimony that he had redeemed all the fallen estates from back down in the beginning and has redeemed his people from the curse of sin and from the clutches of hell. And knowing that she would need something more in the last days than what she's got now, he said, I'll not leave you comfortless. I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He will abide with you forever. A little while the world will see me no more. But I'm going up to heaven to get this thing fixed up and I'll come back and be with you, even in you, until the end of the age. That's what I'm talking about. You still hear me say amen. That's right. That's what I'm speaking of now. Is him coming again in his power. Ages has flowed on. Oh, who is he? My, this morning they think of some little object of worship, some little manger out there, some little that. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of Christ, the hope of glory in our hearts this morning by the Holy Ghost. That's right. Oh, condemned by the world. God has always come into the world when he did. The world hated him as it was in the days of Noah. So will it be in the coming of the Son of God. We're in that day, friends. And I notice, a little while the world sees me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you, even to the end of the world. That's right, he's here now. And in the days how his big picture always revolved up and made the same thing come to pass that we're seeing now the great drama set, and we're ready now to see great things happen. The church has been brought from the cradle. That's right. Pentecostal rocked it down under a few years ago back there while the people throwed stones and made fun and laughed at But she grew to maturity now. That's exactly right. That hour's here. Hallelujah. That's right. That's what I'm interested in, to see God's church coming together now. We've been beat out here, beat out there, but the hour's coming when God's throwing the blanket around us all to draw us in. For the enemies at the gate. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He said enough for his people. Daniel said the great things of the last days when these things come to pass. My the great exploits will the people and the man of faith will do. And that day and the hour has come now. That when the great drama picture of God set forth of the latter rain. Joel said in the last days it shall come to pass. And I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy upon my hands made the maid servant. I'll pour out of my spirit. And I'll show signs in the heaven above. And signs in the earth below. And pillars of fire and vapor of smoke. This shall come to pass before the great terrible day of the Lord shall come. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said in there, these things that I do, you shall do in greater than this. For I go unto my Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's what he said in there. And, uh, uh, 
command of the word back there. He said, If ye abide me, and my word abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. A few years ago, the people around here said, You people up there, that tabernacle is holy rollers. You're all this, that, and the other. You're crazy. But oh my, we stood on that. What was true to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And now the power of Almighty God is part in the church coming forth.
not in the cradling you. That was one time God was back in the beginning. Then he come into Moses. He come into the children of Israel. He come into the cradle. But now they're worshiping way back like some prehistoric something. When Christ is in you. Here he is today. The Son of God moving up his great church is moving. Today the church has soup suppers, pie suppers. See who can dress the best. Going to the church for pomp, glory. Who got the best church, the best seats. Who can play this? Who can do that? And no room. All times they got something else to do besides prayer. They can't pray anymore. They got something else to do. They can't pray anymore. They just can't learn to serve God like they used to. No room for him in the end. And this is in the end time for him. No room for him in the end. Of course, I know what that end is. But I'm referring to this end. But the Bible said in that day, when the almond tree shall flourish, desire of man shall pale because he goes to his long home. And the mourners go about the street, or the silver cord be broken, the pitcher broken, the fountain. Oh, mercy, my friend. But the prophet also said, it'll be light in the evening time. That's right, the path of glory you shall surely find. That's right, the evening time comes. The church now, that is one stress back, that old major experience that we've been through, has come to a place now that the people are realizing that the deity and the power of Almighty God is living in the human being. Oh, brother, sister, let me speak to you in the name of Jesus. Do you still hear me? Oh, my, let me tell you something. That time's coming when women and men are just about alike. They dress so much alike you can't tell one from the other. That's right. All those things in the Bible say would come to pass. It's here. That's right. You know that's the truth. Is it the truth? Is it the truth? It is the truth. They act like, look like, trust like, talk like. The Bible say would be that way. He said the last days, the peerless times would come. Men would be lovers of their own selves more than lovers of God. Truth breakers, false accusers. Is it here? That's right. Oh, glory to God, I feel something rolling in my soul. I don't know when I look out here. As it was in the days of Noah, so would it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Noah had some faithful ones in that day. God's got some faithful ones today. The hour is coming, this great drama setting. Man and women, as the Holy Ghost is dwelling in you. The Christ that was born 1,900 years ago came to manhood. He never stayed in the cradle. And today, that memorial of his birthday, what do they do? They get some tree, cut it down, make a Christmas tree for the kiddies. But they say that's all right. I'm not kicking against that. But the thing it is, they put more on the Christmas tree than they do for Christ. Chris Crane goes all over the country. Who was a German, a Catholic saint years ago? An old man went about doing good. And today it's become almost a worship. That's right. It's all right to tell the kiddies whatever you want to do as far as I'm concerned. But the thing of it is, it's so easy to fall in that rut on the other side and push out Christ in the real fundamentals of Christmas. Of Christmas. And man, take Chris Crinkle instead of real Christmas. That's right. No room for him in the end. It's all drawn down. We had time. I know it's getting late. And it's getting late. But look, friends, the hour has come and is now. That when God's great drama set here before us, the Son of God that was in the cradle is in the heart now. He's the deity of God. He's God the creator. He said all things he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. And today that's what's the matter with the church. The hope of glory, the baptism of the Holy Ghost has come into the people's hearts and they don't recognize what it is. They think it's a little church joining or something like that. But that is the God, the creator living in you and giving you all the powers and you're in possession of anything that he has. So is it in you. 
to abstain from evil, to do good, to shun evil, and flee to righteousness, to turn away from temptation, all malice, hatred, strife, envy, and so forth. Turn away from it, for that will take him from your heart. If you will receive him, embrace him, and love him, and hold him in your heart, and love him, I tell you, the church together, and that kind of a power, has the power to bind the heavens, keep him safe over the eyes of the blind. Christmas Day, I realize who you are now. 
I once worshipped you as a little baby in a manger. I seen you back out there as a little bitty fella, 1900 years ago. And I thought, oh, if I could have went up to Jerusalem. Today, they're getting past and everything to go up to the, to the cradle, up to the place where he's born. The same manger. But friends, it's not up there where he was born. It's right here where he was born. God has brought him down to every one of us. And his living being is living in us. Oh, the creator. The thing that created the world and created the heavens, created the earth, created man. It's right in every individual. It's got the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. That's the thing. That's the secret. Receive the Holy Ghost. He's in you. He's the hope of glory. And look here. In the Old Testament, as I've referred to it many times, when the contract was made, it was torn apart over a dead beast's body. And those two contracts had to be come together. That contract had to dovetail one with the other. And today, God made a contract. Not because you were good. Not because you joined church. Not because you've been in a good ranking society. You can be ever so good. You can live a clean life. You can go to church every day. You can sacrifice every day. You can give a part of your money. You can give up uh, all the sins of the world and everything and live just as true and faithful as you can. And you'll miss heaven just as far as east is from the west. That's right. It isn't by goodness that we are saved, but it's by His mercy that we are bought. That God, born to make sons and daughters, goodness never makes them. The Spirit of God makes them. If it wasn't so, he wouldn't have had to send the Holy Ghost. How could the Holy Ghost be complete? How could the, the contract be complete? Jesus said, I'll go away, yet I'll come again and be with you even in you. Pray the Father and he'll give you the Holy Ghost. He will abide with ever. And people put their name on church books, try to turn a new page on Christmas Day, try to walk down to church and pay a few tributes to the manger back there. When the Holy Ghost pushing in Jesus, 
And I see the hours sitting in when the form of godliness the people have. But deny the power thereof from such turn away, you said. The Spirit speaking for the last days. And here we are in that day today. Here's our Lord Church sitting here, Lord. Men and women who I believe love you. And I pray, God, that that Spirit that still made their hearts days gone by will now come deeper and more. May they lay aside every malice, every strife, everything that's unlike you. And move up today, not to the manger, but to Calvary. Not as altogether to Calvary, but to Christ. The hope of glory and the deity of God. The magnificence of God. The power of God. That's now in our hearts trying to draw us out of the things of the world. That he might take us out of this earth someday into a better land. God grant it today. Hear the prayer of your servant and speak to the people. If there's any lost in here, any without the Holy Spirit, may they receive of thee this morning. Grant it, dear God. For we ask it in the name of thy dear beloved Son, Jesus, who 1900 years ago was born in a manger, who suffered 33 years later at Calvary for our sins, who ascended on the high a few days after that, 40 days later. He was received up into glory. Then in 10 days later, come again. And the power of the Holy Ghost and now living in the church. And soon with that same power that raised him, the Holy Ghost in the church to take it out. Oh God, come will you and save the church. For we ask it in his name. What do you have your hands We're going to say calling today. If there's anyone here without Christ, without God, without hope, will you come now? Calling today.
much, Lord. Some of these days, the trumpet's going to blow. I may be out on the field somewhere. Lord, I'll be thinking about the church then. When the winds begin to howl, the world begin rocking. Some say, what's the matter? Skies are turning red. Judgment hour is near. I think, oh, where's Brother Graham? Where's all of his home? But father, then after a while we hear it sound like never before, the trumpet. The angel sounds the trumpet. Oh God, those who have entered the chamber of death shall rise up. How screams will go out. What's the matter with the world? We can't stand still as she's rocking. And then we'll be caught up together to meet him. Oh Father, if death shall come to us before that time, I mean natural death of this earth, separation here. May we enter the chambers with a gallant faith, wrapping the robe of Christ around us, the Holy Ghost. Someday we got to come down there, Father. And I realize i got to walk that line, too. It's right out there before me somewhere. That hour that I enter that death chamber, when I hear my sentence read, I don't want to go like a coward. I want to go like you and Lord. Not try to wrap my own robe around, but wrap the robe of Christ, the Holy Ghost, around me. As Paul didn't say, Death, where is your stand? Grave, where is your victory? Enter that dark chamber among those who are dead, listening then for his voice of the archangel that shall sound and we'll be called out from among the dead. To meet our loved ones again. Oh Lord, if we miss that life, life's been nothing to us. We failed. But if we find him who's precious in our heart, then we found all the purpose of God. Oh, how we love him this morning. May every Christian this morning see the vision quickly, Lord. The hour is getting late now. And I pray that you will let us see the vision and take hold of life today and live forever. While we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You love each other? Turn around and shake hands with each other. Say, God bless you. Christ be with you instead of Merry Christmas. Say, Christ be with you as you turn around. Now, don't leave. Just turn around and say, Christ be with you. Oh, now just a moment. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. Well, I thought that was twelve. Is that your lesson? I thought that was twenty-seven, twelve. Amen. Everybody, love the Lord. Say praise. Let's just have a. Jesus, yes, I love Jesus. Just say it. No more than that. That's right. Somebody else. I love Jesus. I love him. I love him. Jesus, say.